Some scouting was done. Dash gave a hug. Longway yelled at some people. The queen is an ineffective leader. A trap is being devised. Fairies were helped along their way into the afterlife. And a black spot was discovered on one of the corpses. I think that's updated enough. <laughs> two fairy flyers approach you. You recognize them as the two fairy flyers Longway that went out on a scouting mission with Madri and Earring. As they come in, do they look alarmed? No. Okay, well then, hopefully they're not coming here to tell me that my comrades are in trouble. They're, uh, they buzz in, hang in front of you, and one begins to speak. We were sent here by Earring. They've discovered that these creatures magically appeared. They don't appear to have any sort of origin. Suddenly, they were in the grove. How far away is this grove? About an hour for you heel stompers. Excellent. I assume they the remained east. behind to observe? They're setting a trap. Excellent. Did they ask for assistance in setting this trap? No. Fair enough. If you'd be so kind as to return to them, if you need rest, by all means, if you can return to them just in case they need to get messages back to us. We have everything for the time being in hand here. Understood. And they leave. Dash, what are you doing? You bumbling berry eaters. Weave this stuff together. Don't just throw it on the pile. I'm wandering around the entire site. Being the captain that the captain can't, and pushing people and yelling at them and reminding them why I left. Dash is rallying the troops, making sure they're staying on task. Earring and Madri, exactly what kind of trap are you setting? Pit trap with spikes and some some barricades around the outsides of the uh, the grove, having it so that we can potentially ambush them as they decide to appear in the grove and just kill them. Maybe. What if we also built a pit, filled it with brush and birch bark and stuff, and just had it as a big fire trap. I like this idea. We'll need some type of accelerant. I mean, birch bark is good, but we need something better. Dash is quick. Oh, you meant fire accelerant. Yes. Uh, we can come up with something. Sun, Mokui, it seems that your work is done for now in the field hospital. Sun has recently opened up a corpse of one of the faceless ones and has rummaged through the innards to do an autopsy, if you will. You need to clean yourself up. Is there a running stream? There's one that runs right through Birch Grove. I'll go to the downstream end as it exits the, the living area of Birch Grove to wash up a bit. But before I do, we stand before the queen, am I correct? Yes. In my bloody gore, I scoop her up. Does she fight me? No. I take her back to the healing tree, squeezing myself back in, taking the armor and breastplate off of the undissected faceless one. Is there a marking? Yes. Same exact location, same exact marking. I demand of the queen, in a very firm tone, what is this marking? You are magical, you are fey. What is this? I do not know. Do you have arcana? Do you have lore? Do you have history? Do you have religion? Yes, some of that. My best would be, they're all the exact same. History, arcana, religion. My skill is equally mediocre at all. You want to roll the dice? I do. I always want to roll the dice. Ooh, three plus one is a four. You have no idea. Mokui, are you with your... Yes, I am. You may try to identify the black circle. I'll take a look at it. You want to take a look at my screen? Natural 20. Showed up on my screen. You stand in front of it for a while. You give it some thought. You seem to recall some of the, maybe there were old stones you read, old books, old scrolls. Where you saw the information, you're not certain, but it is a symbol of 
an entity known as the mother of all monsters. Her name has been lost to antiquity. That is just how she is referred by the world in general. But she is a creature that is responsible for the creation of all manner of abominations that walk the world. As I'm looking over, I'm I'm just going to start shaking my head and take a step back and this is not good. Mokui says this is not good. This is a symbol for the mother of all monsters, the creation of all, everything that is bad. That sounds like it will be hard to fight. Look at the queen and what are you going to do? Or what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know what to do. I look directly at her and say, why is it my grove? Why is it our home that they harry so? Why us? And why not somebody else? Well, princess, you've just been demoted. Well, no, it's Mokui thinks maybe there's something here that it wants. I agree. Absolutely. But what could it possibly want? What do we have? that these creatures, that this being could possibly want. Well, let's start with a list of what do you have that is unusual. Or old. Everything. Everything in the wilderness is old. What is unusual in this grove as compared to other groves? Nothing. Well, that seems perplexing since they seem to be attracted to something here. Is your tree in some way different? Do you have a relic? There are numerous birch trees in the grove. Could it be you? be me there's nothing special about me but you are a queen are you not i am a queen because i was born to royalty that does not make me special it just makes me fortunate was there anything special in your bloodline any heroes someone willing to stand up for its people there are many legends of heroes in our our grove in our culture in our peoples as there are everywhere well just playing a quick mental game of it it must be something either living or not living you are the highest ranking here but perhaps not the most attractive to someone who seeks power this seems the mother of all monsters seems like it would be unusual to go out of its way for nothing especially penetrating into the grove at all is a feat of unknown power they're getting in they're coming directly here but they are not fighting incredibly hard to get in we just five six of us Encountered a large party and dispatched them, and the rest fled. It was a most perplexing encounter. Could it have been here they were to test our forces? Well, my queen, if you have nothing else of value to add to the conversation, I would like you to do some work. I would like you to stay here. There will be some elderly women returning with traveling supplies. You will now lead your people if they need to travel. We have Longway and others preparing for the defense... If the defense falls, prepare those here and those who cannot fight to flee. We must send word to the Valanasi. They have a standing army. They could come and aid us. Great. Send one. The rest of you, gather your forces. By forces, I mean your legs and your gear, and get ready to run. But you're going to have to take these wounded with you so you won't run quickly. Perhaps we can reason with these creatures. Perhaps we can ask them what they want. If it's something that we have that they need or they want, we can just give it to them and they can leave us alone. Why would you do that? You might add to their power unknowingly and they could conquer the entire area. What is it they could possibly want here that is of value and powerful enough to... That appears to be the exact question we've just been asking you. We have nothing but trees here. Unlikely. I imagine there is something here they want... Or this is the path to someplace they want to get. Perhaps you're just in their way. Maybe if you moved, they could walk down the path and leave you alone. But like you said, what if it's something here that they want? Here in this tree with us, presently, are doing nothing to add to the defense. They're only a burden upon the group. I would like to see them prepared to move 
and at first light they will move. Of course, this is not a plan I concoct on my own. I will clear this with the rest of the party, but they add nothing to the defense. They're only dependents. At first light, they should be ready to move. Queen, this is your job. Be at least a little bit of a queen tonight. Can you manage that? Yes, of course. We leave it to you then. Mokwe, what are your thoughts? I think we need to tell Longway and let him know what we found out. Yes, let's counsel with the rest of the group. We should also find Dash and Madri and Earring if we can. Yes. Best of luck to you, queen. We'll support you as we can. You exit the healing tree, go out into the community where Longway is, is still barking orders, where Dash is still barking orders and pushing and shoving where needed. Come on, you damn root grubs, move. I believe the word is berating. Who will you be approaching? Probably Longway first. Mokui and Sun approach you. Longway. How goes it with the injured? As well as can be expected. Mokui. We may have found something. Sun was inspecting the bodies. He noticed the symbol on their chest. I remember from somewhere that the symbol was an ancient symbol, and it was to symbolize from the mother of all evil. All monsters. All monsters. All evil. Same thing. Keep in mind, I'm not from these lands, so I do not know of this mother of evil monsters. Neither do we. Uh, this is text that I remember. i trying to remember where I read it. Well, don't it try to remember ago. where. Try to remember the content. That is all I can remember of the content. Hmm. What do you know of this mother of evil monsters? Going back, if I'm trying to dig up memories, what can I remember? What would you like me to roll? Uh, you can roll your lore or your history, your religion, arcana. All the seven that time. You know it's bad. I'm just taking my, this is bad. Moku, this is very bad. Son, do you recall anything about this woman? I'll use the term loosely. I do not. So we know that there is a female entity that is referred to as the mother of evil monsters. Is, mother, it, is it? The mother of all monsters. Mo- mother was, of all. was the first phrase he yes. used. It, it, I just, it, this is bad. Uh, and, and she's very bad. Well, the mother of all monsters would indicate that she is probably of a greater power. Let's talk to her queen once more, or even better, the elderly. Talk to your elderly and see if we can find out where the nearest community is. And she's mentioned to me about sending word out to the Valanasi. She has. And we need to know where their nearest settlement is as well. I have and already authorized her to send one runner to the Valanasi. That's probably a poor idea. There should be at least three because one could be easily stopped and the message will never get through. With three, it becomes a little bit more difficult as they scatter to the winds when they're running into trouble. And one's more likely to get through. I have also directed her to prepare the injured and those incapable of fighting to travel at first light. That's an excellent move and probably get them formed up and at first light, send them on their way to the nearest settlement. They have to know where the nearest settlement is. Some trade, some some kind of, whether it's just for a dance party, whatever the fae do, they have to know where their neighbors are. Let's get them to the nearest one. If these creatures follow them there, then we know it's based in the people. If they attack here once again, we know that their quarry is here. I have... Uh... I have observed she is not the most talented of leaders. No, she completely broke down out here, and I had to slap her to keep her from the uh, point of uh, all-out hysteria. I have seen some of the nurse folk in the healing tent with steady nerve, calm of mind. Those I might be the, who you need to talk to. The queen might need a, a, at least a positional demotion. She can keep her title in whatever crown of laurel she has. But well, right uh, now she's not doing anything, and I, I'm doing what I can to pick up the slack. I'll continue to do so. I'd assign a couple of those older women to keep her and remind her that she needs to at least look the part, even if she's not going to act the part. 
these people, it's still their queen. They're still going to look to her. And if she breaks down again, so will they. So if you have someone who is a, a stalwart individual, assign a couple of them there to one on each shoulder to fortify her as best. So if nothing, even if she's just a figurehead, even figureheads have their place. Earring and Madri, how are you going to prepare your trap? I guess we'll have to dredge the soil so it's at least a little bit deep and then start collecting materials. How big and how deep? At least as wide as uh, initial tracks are. And then maybe like 20 feet past, 10 to 20 feet. And then I think we were going to line the bottom with brush and birch. And once those flyers get back, we can see if there's any oil stores back at the, the birch grove. They might be able to fly it out to us. Or alcohol. Alcohol works. Madri, what do you call two fey with clipped wings who jump off your shell when it's raining? Gliders on the storm. I don't know my family. I wonder if I have a relative <laughs> named Nose Ring. <laughs> and that's pretty much how your day goes. As you're as you're digging and dredging and sharpening sharpening sticks and putting flammables into this fire pit that you're building. Madri doesn't say a whole lot. He just kind of chuckles to himself. You just see his shell go. <laughs> It makes me wonder about Longway's family, if there's short way, hard way. Madri turns and stares at you directly in the eyes and says, no. (laughs) By about seven in the early evening, you've got yourself a respectable pit with some, what you would call a a good hefty pile of flammables in there. Were the fae that returned to us able to return some accelerant to us? They have walnut oils. There's some alcohol from the inn slash tavern slash healing tree. Bottles, jugs, ceramic. Once you have your pit done, what is your plan? I think we should at least saturate it partially in accelerant and then hold off and maybe make some fire bombs. Yeah, I was thinking Molotovs, but yeah, fire bombs, same thing. Set them off on the side and... Have a, a way to ignite them and then huck them into the middle. Are you waiting in ambush, the two of you? Or Seems that way. I would say we should have the two flyers relay as much information back to the group as possible about what we're doing in our progress and then lie and wait. Can you see in the dark? No. You should go back. Okay. I'll stay. We'll leave the flyers with you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can run. They can fly. Good. Add your heads back. So you are summoning elderly fairies? Yes. For what purpose? I'm going to gather them up and have a little Q&A. Uh, number one, uh, I want to thank you for breaking away some of the important jobs that I, I put to you, but there's information I need that you all need. Where is the closest next fay establishment? Do they have other trees like this? Do they have their own queens? One of the, uh, one of the oldest anything you've ever seen in your entire life shuffles forward. He's got a staff. He is mostly eyebrows, mustache, and beard. He's so old that his pointed ears are drooping. His antenna, they just don't stand up as straight as they used to. His hair is bone white, and he's hunched over, and he nods slowly. Yep. Could you tell me? Two or three days travel in either direction. We will find another establishment similar to ours. Everybody has their own queen. Every, every grove. Now, is that two or three days in time it would take us heel stoppers to get there? Or is it two or three days as the flyers oh, go? Oh, a flyer, a flyer would get there in a, about a day and a half if it flies above the canopy and doesn't fool about inside the, the wood. Like the young ones tend to like to fly in, in and out of things. 
But uh, if you fly above the canopy about a day, day and a half. Excellent. Now, the the Valenesi, do you know where their closest settlement is? Songwood is um, Songwood's quite a while away. That's the closest closest settlement, but they... Uh, uh, of any any sort of size, any, any sort of, there's villages and the whatnot you find there, but you're not going to get anybody with a decent sword arm in any of those villages. Your Songwood's the place where you need to go. They have a properly trained army, obviously considerably more than three days. Well, about a week, about a week above the canopy. Well, you heel stompers. Well, you, you all move so damn slow. I don't know how you get anywhere. Stomping one heel at a time. Uh, that's the way it seems. Making it. Dreadful amount of noise, waking up the whole damn wilderness. Sorry about that. It's all right. At least I'm waking up. And we'll make sure you continue to do so. Excellent. When's the last time a Valenesi soldier or even representative has come through the grove? Oh, they leave us pretty much alone. I can't remember the last time. It was about 60, 70 years ago. Busted his leg, slid down the hill, bounced himself off a couple rocks on his way down, broke his leg. I'm sure he was glad that you were here. Well, I had nothing to do with it. But you as in a group. As yes, well, he was. A, well, we drug him over here and uh, set his leg. It was a lot of terrible tugging and rope work and the whatnot because they're quite large. But uh, he was fine. He was able to walk away when he was done. Just dandy, just like he did when he come in before he broke his leg. He came in before he broke his leg? Oh, came in to our, you know, our, our area. Oh, our oh okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he broke his leg. We didn't invite him here. We just found him laying in the woods. Couldn't let him be hit by anything, you know, just been unkind oh excellent of you i think that's pretty much all i have thank you for answering and now the direction is there any way you can perhaps find and or put together a quick map that someone could follow to get to the next settlement or is it just a, a known way someone who you or anyone well, you I know. know how to get there i done told you which direction it was in didn't i no well you go over that way you go any one of the compass points north east south west Perfect. Thank you. You ever see a wagon? Yes, I have uh, observed a wagon right, once or twice. Very easy. Wagons got wheels, right? Because that's how a wagon moves. Yes. Last I seen, that's exactly yep. what You got a center of the wagon wheel, mm-hmm. and you got spokes. spokes going in either direction. So you need to think of Birch Grove as the center of the wagon wheel, and the spokes, northeast, south, and west, like arrows, which point in the direction. Of the next ferry settlements, just like a wagon wheel. Excellent thing to know. Is that true in all the settlements or just this one? What do you mean, just this one? I just told you there were four other ones. There's four other ones, but are there any beyond that? Well, I don't I don't think so. None of our kind, anyway. Okay. There's ground ferries, but that's different. Of course. Everyone knows that. Thank you. Yes, they do. Thank They're you. not as sophisticated. Oh, no, no. I as the tree folk. I can't imagine how they could possibly be, but. And they're certainly not as, none of the others are as sophisticated as Birch Grove because we are the center of the wagon wheel. The largest community? We are the largest community with the oldest trees. We are the first community. You see, all those other ones are all all communities started by Birch Grove folk. Did the folk here find this tree and start their community, or did they plant the great birch? Oh, the snow birch? Yeah. Well, the snow birch has been around since since the wilderin was a collection of saplings. There's not many great trees left in the world since since you know what happened. Mm-hmm. But the snow birch, snow birch has been well, it's been here since the very beginning. It's one of the oldest trees in the wilderin. Of course, there's other old trees like the snow birch, but this 
This has been the center of our people, our culture, our way of life for as long as I can remember. And I'm old. Thank you very much. You've given me quite a lot to mull over. Well, I'm glad to be of service. Uh, You best get to mulling. And I will. I've got a pipe to smoke, some ale to drink. I encourage you to do so. And I encourage the rest of you to go back to the task that you were assigned earlier. Thank you very much. Mokwe, son. As as you look around for son, you, you sort of notice you hasn't seen him for a while. He's been over about 20 yards away sleeping. After he got done with his major task, he's like, ah, I'm tired. I'm just going to lay down and take a rest. So he didn't hear any of that. So is Mokwe still there? He's there, yes. I see son has wandered. Oh, there he is, sleeping. That's fine. We'll wake him up. Uh, if we could get them moving. And since the threat came from the east, let's head them west. Get the injured, the elderly, and the children out. Give them a, a head start. If they, they have the entire day, and if we can harry them this evening and hold them off till morning once more, at least they'll have a chance. So we'll get that started right away. And in the meantime, I'm going to, once the fires have been quelled, now that it's morning time, that they no longer see the necessity to keep them burning, let's see if we can let them ex- extinguish. And then we're going to cut down every tree that they don't cry over uh, within 50 yards of the the outskirts of the town. So there's nothing that, that can be leaped from a tree and over the fires. And we're going to use the live wood delimbed to start building a more sturdy barricade. The elderly, the children, and the injured start their exodus from Birch Grove. Except for the elderly fairy that you were speaking to. He sits with his back up against a tree, smoking a pipe, watching everybody go. It looks like he's fletching arrows. If that's what he wants to do, then I'm going to allow him to do it. I'm going to wake Sun up, rouse him out of his chair. And as Sun rises... How long did I get to sleep? Uh, oh, oh, what time is it? Not I look long up enough. Sky. It's, oh. it's time to get these people moving. Do you need me for that? Yes, we do. Oh, sure. You are much larger than I. They will listen to you before they listen to me. Okay, that, 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 makes, that makes fine sense. Up I get. Rousing, scratching, snorting, coughing. <coughs> and I'm off to harass the queen into doing her job. And I'm going to uh, talk to the few ladies who I had set the task of, ladies, I don't know, the few fairies who I had set the task of shepherding the queen to shepherd her to the front of the pack as she will be leading this exodus. Which she is. I'll make sure that they have all their needed supplies that we had them try to gather. We'll be checking packs and straps and making sure people aren't going to get blisters right away or their straps aren't going to bite into their shoulders in the first mile. Making sure that even the 10-year-old who thinks he can carry something isn't carrying too much. Stripping away useless equipment that they may think they need and we do know that no, they do not. And patting them on the back as they exit to the west. Dash. Dash grabs his bedroll and heads for the great white snow birch. It's empty, so I'm going to move in. A new king. I don't want a king, but I bet you she's got a comfy bed. At about quarter to eight at night, as the sun is disappearing, Madri appears in the camp alone, all by himself. Work has progressed nicely on the barricades. The trees have been felled, and Madri walks through Well, as soon as I see him, I'm just going to stop right in the middle of what I'm doing, whether it's even a sentence or not, just and abruptly walk towards him. Brother. Brother. Earring is staying the clearing. Let me rewind. We found a clearing. Looks like that's where all of the faceless are coming from. And they just abruptly appeared. We tried to send some flyers back to talk to you about this. I don't know if they did or not. I got a few details, but it was sporadic and jarbled. Fairy-like. Yeah. 
They uh, so the facelift seemed to just appear, uh, and I relay exactly how the what we found at the grove, how faces appear, and we didn't find anything else. It looks like there was just a magical. They just were there and started marching towards us. Earring and I decided to make a pit trap, filled it with firewood and birch bark, and we're going to. Earring is staying behind with the two flyers. He's going to when. They start to appear. They, the faceless, start to appear. He's going to ignite the fires and then make his way back to us. It's about an hour by foot to get to where Earring is. I am here to come back because, as we know, my sight is not great in the night, at the dark. Oh, yes, I'm fully aware. Well, we've sent off the elderly and the children and the injured to the next settlement. It's about three days by land. The flyers will fly as they can. Hopefully, they'll send someone ahead. I did forget to tell them to send somebody ahead and let them know they're coming, but... Either or, they've been head out, and if we can hold them off once again this evening till next morning, that should give them more than enough time to get there before they have to worry about pursuers. Did we ever figure out what this place is, why they're here, why they're coming here? No, but I have a suspicion. This great white birch is apparently the oldest tree in this forest. There are other great trees, but it is the first. It is the oldest and was established as such when the rest of the trees were saplings, according to the stories. That being the case, it is a, for lack of better terms, I would assume a magical entity. I was going to ask, is it magical? I I have no way of telling, not my particular suit, but something that old and that majestic has to be, if not magic, linked to the lifeblood of the world. If that sounds a little far-fetched, we'd have to talk to our casters about this. And people who know this land better than I, we're not from here. They mentioned the the faceless ones had a mark on their chest, an identical mark on their chest. And it was it was the mark of, what do we got? The, mobile, the mother of evil monsters? No, no the, the mother of all monsters, whatever that means. I'm guessing it's a she, and then, and they kept saying, it's bad. Sounds bad. It does sound bad. Mm. So if the mother of all monsters, you take that as a literal translation, there again is something that is powerful. And she wants to destroy another powerful entity, this snow birch. Well, supposedly, and we've been told several times now, that nothing evil can come into the forest. And the evil here doesn't leave. So what if the evil spawned here and is becoming greater and greater to the point where if they remove this tree as the oldest tree, what's the possibility that this is the the origin of that shield? I believe we should protect this tree at all costs. I believe we need to talk to the others in the group, especially our casters, and see if this far-fetched idea of mine has any merit. Yes, let us. Or am I just reading way too many stories and listening to too many bards. All good stories come from somewhere, brother. Once the Mokwe and Sun are done doing what they're doing, and Dash, I'll, I'll call him over, and once we can actually get all together, quickly go over the same theory that I've just had with them as well. Dash, your new accommodations are opulent, to say the least. As you walk in and toss your bedroll on the vast bed of the queen of your people. Dash is going to go room to room and just ogle everything. Touch as much as possible, but leave it all right where it is. Yeah, as you're walking through, touching everything you get your hands on, sampling all the fine food and drink, you feel a, a breeze. You're inside the queen's chambers, but you feel a strong, cold 
breeze, and there is a, a smell of dank mustiness. Am I able to discern a direction that this breeze it is coming from? It seems to be behind you. Behind me, then I will turn around quickly. As you turn around, you see what looks like a swirling of air. In the center of the swirling of air, there is a ripple effect. So it almost looks like the world behind it is fluid. Earring, as you're you're crouched at the ready. I'm going to have a torch lit so that way I can quickly light my bomb and be able to throw it and then take off. There is a cold wind, a swirling of air around the center of the clearing. Uh, Leaves and other debris are being kicked up. The sun is now set, and you can see through this swirling of air, but it looks like a ripple or warped mirror almost, until eventually shapes start to form in it, and then you can see these shapes more clearly as faceless ones. I cast Zephyr Strike on myself. I light the bomb and I throw it at the trap. Zephyr Strike will give me advantage on my attack roll. That was not good. Big is the trap. Oh, the trap's huge. So is at least like 50 by 20. So it'd be my dex plus my proficiency. On your two hit a big hole in the ground? Well, I rolled a two and a four. Ooh. <laughs> Is that with modifiers? <clears throat> no, that is not with modifiers, so I'm trying to figure out what my yes. modifiers so are. So it'd be your, it'd be your decks. Just plus, just plus proficiency. Plus, So I rolled an eight. Is you proficient with thrown objects? Or? Yeah, because you use an object and throw an object are two different things. But if you have any weapon that has a thrown component? The Yikla. Yep. So it'd be an eight. You... You miss the mark. You cast a little, a little higher. It arcs up as one of the the faceless ones materializes and comes out of the swirl. It hits him in the chest and bounces off into into the pit, which erupts in flames. A large display of flame, and there's this this pop as everything ignites. Those of you that are in Birch Grove experience a massive flash of light, and then there is this column of flame that reaches out up to the canopies of the trees, and the trees are of massive proportions here. Shell and scale, how much oil did they use? Hot. Zephyr Strike also allows me to get an extra 30 feet walking speed, so I'm going to move 60 feet down towards Birch Grove. Just as you turn to leave, you see the, the faceless ones coming out of what could best be described as a portal, a rift, something. They are marching into the inferno ahead of them. There are no cries, there are no screams, just the initial group burning. That's terrifying. Question, are there windows in the tree. I'm there, just wondering if I can actually <laughs> see a thing of flame or anything to distract me from what's in front of me. There are no no windows in the tree where you are. As you're watching the swirl, a crouched figure emerges, cloaked totally in black. It is carrying a sword with a blade similar to a Chris knife. It locks its glowing red eyes on you, and it starts moving forward with the sword. Stop right there. What are you? Roll for initiative. 17? You want initiative. Are you going to continue talking? Does it stop when I tell it to? It stops, stands upright, and says, Leave the tree. That's all we want. We'll trouble you no further. Just clear out of the grove and give us the tree. 
is all we ask. Leave your people alone. Suck off. And I charge. Okay. And I'm going to take a swing at him after drawing my uh, plus one short sword. Okay. So you draw your short sword. You use the traditional fairy curse on him. It's a 25. That is a hit. That's nine points of damage. You rush past him, duck under, make a sweeping strike across his chest. It appears as though he wasn't quite prepared for the forward nature of your attack. He stumbles back, takes a swipe at you with his sword. Does a 15 hit? Yes, 15 hit. Take five points of damage. He catches you under the armpit with his sword as you are coming up for another downward sweep. I start mumbling and turning purple. I'm entering rage mode. So you rage. Yep. You begin to feel that thing that happens to you when you get really, really upset at something. The pot of water boils over. There you are amidst all the trinkets and finery of the queen's personal chambers. I went past him. What is close to me? Because bureau, table, whatever it is, I'm going to start grabbing and throwing Yep. I am going to throw something at him and then run 30 feet away and find the uh, biggest thing that I think I can throw. But first, I'm going to do the... I'm just going to throw whatever's close to hand. That's an 11. You reach out, grab this ancient-looking book. It's big. It's heavy. It smells musty. Bound in leather with gold and silver finery across it, and you launch the book at this thing. He swipes away with the sword, cleaving the book in half. I then uh, run past him to whatever the next biggest thing is in the room that I think I can throw at him. He takes a swipe at you with a sword. You're able to tuck and roll underneath the blade as you make it across the room to a wash basin. Attack. 14. That is my armor class. You take an additional three points of damage. As he uh, brings his blade down, you were able to tuck up close to a chest of drawers and miss taking the brunt of the attack. He yanks his, his wickedly curved blade out of the chest of drawers, and now it is your turn. I throw the wash basin at him. That's 19. The wash basin and the accompanying pitcher sail through the air, strike him, and d4 damage. Two points of damage. Shatters in a million pieces. Earring, you are silhouetted by the pyre that is behind you as you race through the forest in the dark. Nimbly avoiding roots and stones and and any other objects that would trip up someone who is less familiar, less comfortable at night. You can smell burning flesh but you hear nothing other than the roar of the fire behind you. I'm just going to run for Birch Grove. When I feel I'm about halfway there, I'm going to pull my horn out and start blowing on it to signal. As you're watching as you're watching this column of flame going up, there is a clamor from the snow birch. Sounds like things being broken, furniture being smashed. Then from the east you hear three calls from Earring's horn, the horn he keeps with him on his side. Brother, could you do me a favor and go get Dash? We need him down here as opposed to having temper tantrums up there in the Queen's Chamber. Of course, brother. I'll see if I can fit. Thank you. You make and, your and way up the uh, the spiral stairs. It'll take a, a little bit for you to get to the Queen's Chambers because they're at the, the top 
of the tree. In the meantime, I'm going to rally the forces that are here, get the archers in place behind their, you know, whatever overturned carts and whatnot we can provide for cover, tell the flyers to get out of the trees because that was a problem for them last time, and get the swordsmen ready on the backside of the barricade for anything that breaches over the barricade. Most of what they could possibly burn has already been burnt by the first volley of flaming arrows, so I'm not concerned with too much more burning. And we've taken down a, quite a few trees around the perimeter of the village to use as our barricade. So instead of just rabble being dumped there, there are sizable trees that have been stacked up in a pyramid form and supported by their branches, being live wood, considerably less likely to burn. And once again, expecting them from the east, we are going to leave considerably smaller openings for people to get through, and I'm going to stand in one of them. Oakley, this may be your cue to get out of the brook that you've been soaking in. And he does when he sees that flame shooting up, and here's the horn. They need Mokui's help. I start running towards Sun and Longway. Well, Sun has had a, uh, an easy but slightly complicated day. There was some resting, but after he felt fairly well rested, he spent the rest of the day communing with the great tree, speaking to it, praying to it, chanting to it, attempting to commune with the great tree. It looked rather odd to watch this largest beast moan and groan and pray at the tree. I can't understand what trees say, but I can talk to them. And so I did hear the commotion that was happening up in the tree. I saw the big fire. I turned around. I'm a little confused as to what to do next. I'm watching Mokwe come towards me as I'm sort of walking over towards Longway. But you have received a message from the tree. The child comes. Longway, you stand at the ready, rallying your soldiers because you're certain something is going to be coming at some point in time from the east. Yes. I still have spotters out looking just in case they decide to flank, but I will form the majority of the, the forces ready to defend the east. Mokui, you climb forth from the brook and you stand amongst your fellowship. Dash. The creature moves in. He strikes out at you, and as he steps forward, his bare foot lands on several shards of the broken water pitcher, causing him to howl in pain, something new and unusual. He immediately pivots and half limps, half runs towards the entrance of the queen's chambers. Madri, as you are running up the stairs to the queen's chambers, you see a faceless one emerge from inside the queen's chambers where Dash was. His feet are leaving a trail of blood down the stairs, and he stops, looks at you. He is one of those faceless ones that, as the ram's horns, you notice this as the wind blows, and it blows back his hood. He looks behind him towards the entrance and back to you. Earring, you are racing through the forest and are approaching Birch Grove. The flames still burn in the clearing, though not as intensely as they were before, and that's where we'll leave it for this week. This is your DM, Scott, and that is all we have time for this week. Join us next time as the adventure continues on an acorn's journey, a DMD story. Thank you to our cast, Marcus Holt, Frank Vieden, Ben Petrie, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, and the angry fairy himself, Sin Morse. A special thanks to you, our listeners. You are why we do this every week. We'll see you next time in the dojo.